0: Countdown for
1: blast off. 5, four, three, two, X minus 1, fire. I don't wanna grow up, don't wanna grow up. I don't wanna grow up.
0: Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live on the third largest moon in our solar system, Callisto. He was a fiend before he became a teen. He melted microphone instead of cones of ice cream. He's your host, Icy Robots.
1: Greetings Earth people, I'm from Jupiter, and it is me again, Icy Robots. I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week. It's going to make your week a bit less week. And this week I think it's going to get a lot less week. We're going to have part two of... From Ace to Zartan, where we're going to take a look at some G1, G.I. Joe vehicles, we're going to talk about a movie, a movie I saw, we going to talk about some stuff, some comics, I don't know, all kinds of super cool stuff, but we're going to start it off with a bit of talk about Toys R Us, which lately is making me super sad when it normally makes me super duper happy, but before we get there, let's listen to a, uh, listen to a new jam from the Ensign over in Pod B, and Engineer Emily, they've been hanging out, hanging and clanging, working on some tunes, alright, here we go, check it you are
0: listening to the Toys R Us Report. You know it's funky, funky, funky because you heard it from Hearsay. A jam that you love that don't be to no airplay. Strictly for fronting when you're riding around. 12 o'clock at night with your windows down.
1: That, of course, was a few lines from LL Cool J's classic tune, booming systems off, Mama Said Knock You Out. This is maybe... Maybe my favorite jam on that, that uh that tape. I I don't know, man. I I like how I like how slow and low it is. It really sounds like it sounds like when you're fronting and driving around. Which was that was something I did a lot during the uh mid-early nineties. Me and me and this homeboy slug nutty and this guy named Gomes, we used to drive around, he had a Cadillac, and we would like bump our stupid hip hop and look out the window at people. I don't know, man, it was It was something to do that was absolutely nothing at the same time. Let's, let's get to the, um, to the topic of this segment. And the topic is Toys R Us. By now, this may be, this may be old news. I'm recording this just after hearing that there is a chance that Toys R Us could close all of their stores as early as next week. Things are looking, things are looking pretty bad. I'm still holding out hope. I, I gotta have hope. You know, hope that they they pull off some kind of a Hail Mary or some kind of investor jumps in. I don't know, maybe there's like some weird scenario where like Hasbro or Mattel buys the store as a way to way to keep their items on the shelf. I don't know. I'm holding out hope. Toys R Us is it's obviously very important to me. I have been going to Toys R Us for as long as I can remember. The Toys R Us here in Santa Rosa is next door to REI. But at one time, the REI was a Marshalls, and my mom worked at that Marshalls, so from time to time, the the lady who would watch us would drop us off over at her work, and if she wasn't off quite yet, we would dip over to the Toys R Us next door, and... Look around, us being me, me and my little bro, we'd go over there and look around. And that was, that was like one of the greatest things I did at that time. I loved going over there looking at the video games, looking at the figures, the bikes, just everything. It was cool because sometimes we would get like 15, 20 minutes by ourselves walking around the Toys R Us. And every once in a while we'd get a couple bucks to get something like a, like a pack of muscles or some Garbage Pail Kids or a pack of Guts Guts were like... Remember these? They were like muscles, but they were army dudes. There were... There were soldiers. And then there was like an Akito Force. They were like a two-pack of dudes. They were one of the less expensive toys of the time. Or something like that. Or an Eagle Force dude off that random clearance aisle that a lot of the Rimco toys wound up at, um... At Toys R Us. The... The way things have changed in our... In our world. The changes... That we've gone through with online shopping and all this stuff. Look, online shopping's great. I I buy stuff on eBay all all the heck in time. I I buy books on Amazon every once in a while. I, I do it. I'm like everyone else. But the, the physical world, like the world that's out there around you, is really suffering from all this. And in the long run, we're going to suffer super hard for these changes. You know, the time we would spend going out and looking at toys, and I, I put a thread up on the Icy Robots Facebook group, facebook.com backslash Icy Robots, and I, I brought this up, and, and the chap, Christopher Thacker, he, he said something that I thought was, was profound, he said something to the effect of, it's very relaxing to go look at the toys, and while it is somewhat of a hassle to, like, go out and do things, it's also very relaxing to go look at the toys, and this is something that we stand a very good chance of losing right now. And at this point, it's too late. You know, you can't run over and buy a couple things and, and save the chain. It's, it's gone past that. I'm not saying those things are going to hurt in any by any means, but it's uh, you know, it's probably it's probably out of our hands. The die has been cast at this point, and I think about the loss of these things all the time. I like to go out and shop around and look at stuff. I I do like to look online, like I said, but I, I like to get out of the house and go look at stuff. It's fun. It's nice. Looking at the toys is relaxing, and I'm really stressing out with all these things I read online, and I realize, you know, it's just reading stuff and whatever, but I, I'm stressing out. I'm stressing out. I know that Toys R Us is just just the store, but I go like once a week at least, sometimes twice a week, and it's something that I enjoy, and I really don't want to lose that for my life. I don't want to lose that. It's something that I really look forward to. Every Monday we go, guaranteed. Every Monday afternoon we go, and then if we can squeeze in another day sometime during the week, we'll go, and we'll we'll look around too, and... That's time that I don't want to have to fill with something I won't enjoy as much, you know. So, this has got me, this has got me all messed up. All messed up in the head, but what are you going to do, man? Time, time marches on and it feels inevitable at this point that just about everybody that's not Target or Walmart is probably going to end up, end up shutting down. And then we're going to have a whole, a whole town full of empty storefronts and a whole bunch of people inside their house. On the internet doing stuff and eventually eventually you're gonna look like those aliens in Star Trek where they the Thalosians, Telosians, the ones who have they have like giant brains, you know, little small body and giant brains. That's that's definitely where we're heading if things go in the direction that they are at the present time.
0: It appears, magistrate, that the intelligence of the specimen is shockingly limited.
1: This is no surprise since his vessel was baited here so easily with a simulated message. In a lot of science fiction you see future beings who have very frail bodies but monstrously powerful brains. If you wonder how the evolution of that began, this is it. We're at that point right now. We are going to evolve into giant brain small body weirdos if we don't if we don't make some changes and that might be fine. Maybe the future generations won't mind being that way. To me, it seems it seems a bit gross. I don't want to be like that. But maybe the evolution will take place in such a slow manner that by the time we get there, the people who are that way, they'll think we're gross like we think cavemen are gross. And they'll think that they're great. I don't know. But for me, I don't want that. I want, I want Toys R Us. I want to be able to go do things. So let's just... Let's just hope for the best. I don't know. By By the time this episode comes out, everything may have been, may have already, already gone down. I hope not. But I feel as if I want to get my feelings down. At the moment, at the moment it takes place. But enough of this, enough of this dour, dour stuff. Let's move into, uh, let's move into Add the Movies. General Sir! No, we need more G.I. We need more than ordinary G.I.s. We need
0: G.U.T.S. Guts. We need G.U.T.S. ground troops armed for the teeth and top-ass nails. We need G.U.T.S. aikido forces, dark warriors of martial arts. And we need
1: G.U.T.S. jungle fighters, a rugged and reckless band of misfits. How do I get them, sir? G.U.T.S. can be bought in packs. Do we need more G.I.s, sir? What we need is more G.U.T.S. Yes, sir!
0: In a moment at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude, Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? On February 23rd, it came here for a reason. It's spreading, it's destroying everything. It's not destroying, it's making something new. This is how
1: extinction begins.
0: Annihilation, rated R, February
1: 23rd. Annihilation is a, I would call it a sci-fi horror film because it's definitely hard sci-fi, but there are also some, some gory elements to it. There are some things that will definitely make you go yuck. Some things that will definitely make you go, eh. But, um, I, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. We went to see it on a Monday afternoon. And we went to, we went to the more fancy theater on the, um, the other, the other town. The one with the, with the recliners and the, all that stuff. We don't go there as much. I am a bit of a traditionalist as far as theaters go. I don't mind, like, an uncomfortable seat. It helps me, it helps me stay focused on what's going on. You know, the fact that I'm sitting sort of upright, kind of, without back support. It helps me, helps me stay in it. But we decided to go check out this other theater, because we don't go there very much. It's very nice. It's quite, it's quite lush. It's a very nice experience. But it is a bit further away, so we, we tend to stick to the theater downtown, The last time we went to this theater was to see Blade Runner, that's how, that's how long it's been, Annihilation is a, it's a good movie man, I, I liked it a lot, it stars Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac is in it. good old Poe Dameron as well as Tessa Thompson, who was the Valkyrie in Thor, the last Thor movie. Also, the great, the national treasure, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. I like this resurgence of Jennifer Jason Lee's career. I'm glad, glad to see she's making some movies again. Gina Rodriguez from uh, Jane the Virgin is in it too. I, I really like Gina Rodriguez. The wife watches that show. I, I catch a little bit of it from time to time. I don't, I don't think it's that great, but... I think that Gina Rodriguez projects, like, this earnestness, this, this goodness out of her. She has, like, a very, very believable face. And I could see her doing something in the superhero genre. She seems like such a, such a, like, a positive person. She really projects, like, this, I don't know, earnestness is, is the best thing I could think of. If they went ahead and they decided to mix it up. And they gave her the role as Batgirl. I would, I would be completely fine with that. If they said, like, hey, you know what? Uh, Commissioner Gordon adopted Barbara Gordon. And they, they went with her. I think that she could project the kind of coolness and earnestness that would be perfect for a character like that. Her or maybe, what is her name from Westworld? The, the girl who was in 13. Evan Rachel Wood. I think that Evan Rachel Wood could be a pretty good Batgirl. The... The movie though, let's get back to annihilation. Annihilation is it's about this phenomena that that starts around this lighthouse on the east coast. They call it they call it the shimmer. And what it is is kind of a bubble of like this shimmering light that covers the lighthouse and the area around it. The bubble is it's it's slowly expanding and the government is sending various teams inside of the shimmer to try to find out what's up the thing is, none of the teams have ever, ever returned, they've sent in, you know, Navy SEALs, they've sent in all sorts of different science teams, astronauts whatever, and nobody ever not never comes out until one day, somebody does come out, this somebody is Oscar Isaac, and this, this leads to Natalie Portman, who is she's Oscar Isaac's Wife in the thing. She's also a military vet with with a PhD and all this stuff. This leads to her going into the Shimmer. It's it's wacky in there, man. I don't want to give away a lot of plot points because the movie definitely unfolds in an interesting way. The the story is told in kind of a non linear fashion at points, and I. I think that you owe it to yourself and I owe it to you to allow you to go in without knowing anything except for these basic ideas of the Shimmer's there, the Shimmer's expanding, they go into the Shimmer, the Shimmer's weird. One of the things that does happen in there that I feel like I can give away without giving away too much is it, it causes conflict between, between the people. When they discuss what may have happened to the, the teams that have gone in, there are only two theories. The theories is they got killed or they went crazy and they killed each other. And at one point, you can start to see that could potentially be unfolding.
0: We should go back. Good. Okay, great. There we go. Okay, so the three of us can Hold just pack on up a minute. Our- Hold on. We should go back, yes, but it took us, what, six days to get here? And the coast is two days away. You're saying that we get out by going deeper in? Yeah, if you like, yeah. Like?
1: No, I don't like. That's, uh, that's Gina Rodriguez. That you hear not liking stuff. And things start to uh, take a turn for a worst. Take a turn for the weird past there. The movie is... It was written and directed by the chap who did Ex Machina. Which I thought was... I thought it was terrific. He is a dude that goes by the name of Alex Garland. He He's known for this. Ex Machina. He did Dread. The Judge Dread movie. He wrote the movie Sunshine. And he wrote also 28 Days Later. Which... To me, that movie revitalized the zombie genre in a way that The Walking Dead never could. The Walking Dead is dope. I like The Walking Dead. I enjoy the show. I love the comic. But 28 days later made me so nervous that, like, my tongue swole up in my mouth. And I uh, I couldn't breathe. I could breathe. But my tongue got all dry and swollen up. And I don't know, man. The Walking Dead TV show never, never makes me feel that. Um, let's see. The movie is presently at 87% on the, on the tomato meter with, with the critics, a, um, 76 with, with the peeps. The movie runs for 115 minutes, just under two hours. I didn't think that it, I didn't think that it played long at all. It really, um, really moves around and you see something weird something creepy every, every once in a while, so that keeps you, that keeps you in it. I, I recommend this movie a lot if you, if you like the hard sci-fi, if you, if you like that kind of thing, you know, this is, this is definitely one you want to catch. There are some neat creatures, some neat things, some neat ideas, definitely good recommended stuff on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud, and five being an all-time classic. I am going to go out on a limb and give Annihilation four mics. Four mics. On this episode
0: of the Toys R Us Report... We present a special chamber, a retro toy rounder from G.I. Joe Origins. Early action figures and a playset. We like to call it from Ace to Zartan.
1: Series 1. 1982 1982 saw the relaunch of Hasbro's popular G.I. Joe franchise along with the popular action figure line they launched a comic book through Marvel and a cartoon through Sunbow G.I. Joe was poised to once again rule the toy world Hello my dudes, it is me, IZ Robots, and I am back for what is From Ace to Zartan Volume 1.5. Last time out, we we took a look at all the action figures. I think that was a lot of fun. It's a it's a real iconic line, man. They got all the all the cool characters out there right from the jump. And this time around, we're gonna take a look at the vehicles and playsets. I probably should have done it the last time all in one big lump, but uh. As you guys know, I had a bit of the flu and I was I was feeling pretty whack and I don't think I I don't think I would have made it, but I am back now and this will be this will be super fun, dude. There are a lot of iconic weapons and vehicles in this set, so you're gonna have a good time. I'm gonna have a good time, it's gonna be great. Let's uh let's get going.
0: It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy.
1: Don't let Cobra
0: Commander get away! GI Joe!
1: He's stealing our missiles! Well, get him, rock and roll! Here comes Grand Slam!
0: fights for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. G.I. Joe, He's American hero! We saved the missiles, but you gotta get up early to catch Cobra! Cobra Commander and G.I. Joe figures and equipment each sold separately from Hasbro. <coughs>
1: That commercial there has some weird edits at the front. And again, I like how subdued Homeboy is when he's singing the, uh, G.I. Joe, a real American hero. He's really, he's really laid back by the end, you know, he is busting it out. During that commercial, you see, you see the mail-away Cobra Commander, which is great. You see rock and roll on the Ram Cycle, which is something we're gonna, we're gonna talk about. And you see Clutch in his Dopa. Uh, his dope jeep let's let's get started the first weapon we're gonna go alphabetically through this the first weapon is the flak cannon the flak cannon is the it's a single barreled laser artillery weapon and artillery weapon is something that fires up something that would either fire at air vehicles like helicopters or trouble bubbles or maybe maybe does Long artillery launches at enemy troops. The FLAC stands for Field Light Attack Cannon. It's, it's a C, but you know, they spell it with a K because they're G.I. Joe. It, it has a seat where an action figure can sit, and then it has two handles that you can use to aim the weapon. I have this, I have it now. I actually, um, I have three of them. I, I find a lot of the vehicles from this series from the from the original series. I I think that's just due to the durability and the popularity of the line when it when it first jumps off. This did not come with an action figure when I would use it. I think that sometimes maybe like Zap would use it or maybe um maybe the other Laser artillery trooper. We'll uh, we'll get to him in a sec. That homeboy is named Grand Slam, and he is he's the dude, the weaponier, the the guy in charge of Hal, the heavy artillery laser. This is a big seated double-barreled laser cannon, it comes with, it comes with Grand Slam, who we, who we learned about last time, and one of the neat features of this vehicle is, is that it has, uh, two towing hooks, and you could either, you could either fold them over, and they would crisscross and go get hooked onto, um, to the, uh, why am I, why am I drawing a blank so hard? Oh, the Vamp, that's what it is, the, uh, the Jeep, the Vamp, that's, uh, That's a nice vehicle, but you could take the, you could take the little openings and hook it onto the back of the, uh, onto the back of the vamp, and that was dope. If you had two vamps, I guess you could, you could double pull it. One could go to each. I, I myself never had two, but that would be something fun to do. The, the laser cannon is seated, and right in front of, right in front of the seat, there is a small monitor. I used to imagine that, I used to imagine this is where he would be getting, uh, communiques from the pit you know, like, like maybe Hawk or Duke or somebody would be, they would be, like, signaling in, saying that there's a troop of Joes over by the ravine, they're, they're getting rained on by a squadron of trouble bubbles, you, you need to get some shots in over there, and, you know, he would, he would tune in, and all the while, you know, he would be seeing, like, a Abernathy's face in there, but more than likely, this screen was, it was just for, like, aiming, or whatever, you know, you'd see, like, a circle with a little bullseye on it, and you would aim that away, I don't know, it was still pretty neat, it also has, it has a foldable leg in the front, so that can, it can, uh, stand up on its own, the next one up is interesting, it's a fun one, it's a, it's a Sears exclusive, it's also the first... It's also the first Cobra, Cobra vehicle. It is the Cobra Missile Command Headquarters. This is, this is a bit of a rarity. I don't know if I have ever, if I've ever seen this in person. It is, it's basically like a, like a cardboard diorama of a Cobra missile base. There is, there's a rounded off counter in the front that's a bunch of, a bunch of computer terminals, and the background is... It looks like a well it looks like a missile base and they're getting ready to they're getting ready to jump off a plane. This one this one could be a bit pricey. I looked it up in a guide and these can sell for upwards of 1200 bucks if you have them in uh in the box. I I cannot say I've ever seen one of these inside or outside of a box. Only only in only in photos. I I wonder if that goes to show the, the popularity of Sears. I myself have never ordered anything from a Sears catalog. I don't know if I can recall my parents ever ordering anything from the Sears catalog. We would, we would get a lot of things at Sears. We went to Sears quite a bit and we would, uh, pick up toys, tools, all kinds of stuff. We still, we still as a family pick up toys there, not toys, tools, Rather, we'll pick up, like, craftsman, craftsman stuff. We, we go for the quality of a craftsman tool. The, the set came with three action figures as well as a, a cardboard box called the G.I. Joe Combat Command File. And this was, this was where you could put your file cards. It was pretty dope. It has a image of the first the first figures, the first series that we went over, over last episode, with the, with the famed flaming graphics behind them, the, the three figures that you would get would be the mail-away Cobra Commander, this is, this is the other way you could get him, and also a Cobra Officer, with the, with the silver painted front, and a Cobra, a Cobra Trooper, which is, that's pretty cool, man, you get the boss, and then you get two guys to boss around, that's, not a bad deal. I wonder what it I wonder what it cost when it first came out. My gut says I don't know. Um let's see. 10.99. Let me let me look that up real quick. Uh, 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 uh. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I should have already logged on before we started but you've got mail i didn't think about it man i i didn't imagine that uh that we would we'd be doing this um type 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 yeah it was it was 10.99 originally it was offered in 82 as well as 83 and it was 10.99 the first year and then 11.99 the next year that is that's a real bargain, all things considered. You get, you get three, you get three Cobra troops. That's, that has to be worth ten bucks right there. Uh, la la la, let's see. What is next alphabetically? The MMS, or the Mobile Missile System, which includes Hawk. Hawk worked his way up from, worked his way up from commanding a missile thing to being the, being the overall leader. You gotta give it to him. I have this. I have, I have all the pieces, and I had this back in Back in my GI Joe playing days, which which actually could have been yesterday, but let's uh, let's talk about my my GI Joe youthful playing days. That's when I that's when I had it too. This is a it's kind of a stand with three large missiles, and it has a a corded command panel. It's um it's a panel on a stand with a computer, in which Hawkwood Hawkwood aim and stuff, and it's uh it's connected. To the, uh, to the vehicle. This is another one that has a tow hitch and wheels. So you can, you can pop the legs up and you could, you could pull it behind something. I, I dig this. I dig the missiles. They are a bit taller than an, than an actual action figure. And I think that, I think that's pretty fun. I imagine the, I imagine the destructive, destructive power that came with these giant missiles. It also... It also comes with Hawk, which I said, I, I think Hawk's interesting. I can't imagine that they had, they had any kind of command aspirations for our dude when they, when they first designed him or else they wouldn't have, uh, they wouldn't have had him be like a button pushing missile jockey, you know, but they probably, they probably liked the name Hawk, you know, Hawk, um, Hawk screams, it screams of leadership. You know, when you're, when you're looking for a dude and you're like, Who should I promote? Should I promote, uh, Rock and Roll? Nah, should I promote Clutch? I don't know, maybe. But you got a dude named Hawk, and he's really gonna jump to the, uh, to the front of the, of the promotions list. We only got, we only got three vehicles left, so let's, let's take the final commercial break, where we're gonna take a look at the, at the third of the 1982 G.I. Joe commercials. I like this one as well, let's check it out, and... We'll be back in a scissor! Wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there.
0: G.I. Joe. Always capture our cat panic. Call it G.I. Joe! Go get Breaker. He can do it! He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. Get the rapid fire motorcycle! G.I. Joe is there.
1: Joe and Cobra, the enemy, each sold separately from Hasbro. That's another really great commercial. You see the you see the Ram, the uh, rapid fire motorcycle. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a sec. That's a favorite of mine. The next one, the next one, alphabetically after the MMS, the mobile missile system, is the Mobat. The Mobat comes with Steeler. The Mobat is. It's a tank, a motorized battle tank, a super duty battle tank or the multi ordnance battle tank. I I don't think they had a good um a good acronym. They didn't have anything that really really spelled it out. The the Mobat is a rarity in the world of GI Joe in that it it has a battery operated feature. It uses I believe 4 D batteries and you can you can push on the, on the turret and it can go backwards or also, also forwards. I have, I have one of these. I did not have it back in the day. I thought it was dope. I knew other guys who did. It was, it was always fun to get this guy in motion and have him run over, run over different uh, GI Joe figures. Always, always fun to crush someone. I, I. I don't recall it having, like, a super powerful motor. It couldn't, it couldn't, like, go over, like, rough terrain, as I recall. But on a nice, a nice flat surface, it was, it was good to go. I, I found a few of these over the years at the, at the flea market circuit. It, it feels like a, a common vehicle. Again, I think that owes to the popularity and durability of the line. I have only found one that works. But that's not Hasbro's fault. The ones that I've always found have... They have the batteries still inside the ancient batteries. Which have, you know, long since exploded and corroded the... Corroded the, the interior. Sometimes you can... You can fix that up. You can scrape that stuff off and, you know, like, buff it out or whatever. But not always. And I haven't had a lot of success with that. The the vehicle has one opening for a figure. And that is the top uh, Steeler. Steeler would ride inside the turret. And he had, he had, like, a machine gun that he could rotate around. Also, you know, the, the tank has the, has the big cannon in the front. The, the tip of the gun on the machine gun of the mobat it it tends to break off so you won't find a lot of them with with the full the full gun in the front steeler's cool he has he has a helmet he has a helmet and like a black telescopic visor as as well as an uzi he's one of the the rare vehicle drivers that comes with comes with a hand weapon and that that makes him all the cooler if you ask me Steeler is also dope because him and Grunt in the cartoon they go into an alternate dimension where Cobra is in command, like an Earth X on DC. They go over there and they stay. They stay and fight Cobra. I'm realizing that I I missed a vehicle. I I'm mentally looking back and I I realized that I missed I missed the jump, the jet mobile propulsion unit, the jetpack. This was and is one of my favorite of all the G.I. Joe vehicles. It's a it's a launching platform, a a helipad of sorts with a uh well a jetpack, a jetpack connected to to some kind of some kind of a unit that would hold it. I I love this. This was this was one of the smaller the smaller box G.I. Joe playset, so it was it was affordable and it featured on the cartoon as well as the comic book with with a uh, stalker like flying around with this thing and because of how cheap it was and because of how dope it was and because of because of the advertisement just about everybody I know who is into G.I. Joe had the jump it has a it has a laser rifle that attaches to the jetpack by a cord the the ones I found over the years I do I do bump into this one on the uh, the flea market circuit a lot as well they they tend to not have the not have the laser gun. A lot of times you'll find... You'll find just like the stand. Or you'll find the... The backpack. I think that... I think my G.I. Joe shelf. I have one... One stand. But I have... Maybe two or three backpacks. I know that I have one where the... Where the peg fell out. The peg that inserts into the figure's back. I know I have one where the peg fell out. But I know I have... I have two working ones. The... The next vehicle is one of my favorites, it's another of the, it's another of the smaller boxed G.I. Joe playset, so again, a lot of people I know had it, I presently have two, it was, it was very popular, this was, this was one that was, it was like a must-have, because in the, in the commercials, like, rock and roll would ride this, and He just looked so cool. Of all the G.I. Joes, rock and roll may have been, he may have been the coolest. He had like that California surfer dude vibe and that's something, that's something that would tend to stick out in an army unit and it did, did stick out as dope in the cartoon. The, the deal with this is it's a motorcycle, right? Like a standard, a standard kind of like racy style motorcycle with a, with a sidecar. But the sidecar isn't for passengers. The sidecar is a Gatling gun. Like a machine gun. Like one of those big... I think it's like six or seven barreled machine guns. And I think that the deal would be like the... The writer could control the machine gun's fire from his... From the handlebars. Like maybe there's a button where you're like... Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. I can't say enough about this one. It is... It's a really iconic design to me. I I also think that it would be it'd be so dope to ride a motorcycle with a machine gun sidecar. Imagine just like cruising around at full speed and you're just, you know, you're just blapping away. It seems like it seems like a really cool experience. I'm not saying I wanna shoot anybody because I definitely don't, but maybe if you like set up some targets of, you know, I don't know enemy troopers. Could be fun, could be dope. This is, this is one of my all-time favorites. I have been playing with this for, for years and years. I will admit that when I was preparing for this episode, I went and I checked out my vehicles and I wound up, I wound up playing with the, uh, with the bike for a while. I was rolling it around on my On my table while I examined it, I have, I have rock and roll. He had his, he had his M60 in one hand, and he was riding the bike with the other, and he was just having a good old time, man. I, I can't, uh, I can't say enough good things about the, about the Ram. And we have, we have reached the last vehicle alphabetically of the, uh, 1982 Series 1 G.I. Joe, and that is... That is the Vamp. The Vamp is the Jeep. It is a mainstay of the G.I. Joe universe. It comes with the action figure of Clutch. That is the... That's the guy from last episode who likes to, uh... He likes to do his hair with motor oil and, and he likes to chew on... He likes to chew on toothpicks. It is based upon a twin turbo engine Jeep prototype that they... That the military was looking at at the time, I I don't imagine that it has the has the cannon that the vamp has, but maybe it does. The this is another one that's like the ram. I imagine that clutch would he would control the control the cannon from his steering wheel. I I don't know how I don't know how he would move the cannon one way and the the steering wheel another way if he had to fire in different directions. Ideally, ideally, I would guess that the, the best way for this would be if you had a passenger and he could, he could control the, control the gun. The, the set also came with two, uh, small gas cans. I really like these gas cans. They would tuck into the back. I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed action figure accessories that are, that are realistic. And it was fun, it was fun to think about having Clutch go down to the, uh, the chaplain's assistant motor pool and get himself some gas in these cans, you know, just so, just so he would have it just in case. But I don't know if I'd have it outside exposed, uh, you know, on the outside of the vehicle. It's, it seems like a fire hazard, especially when you're, when you're going to be coming under heavy, heavy Cobra fire. There was also a... There was also a Sears, another Sears exclusive. And that was, you could get the HAL, the heavy laser, as well as, as well as a vamp in a one-pack. So you could, you could hook it on the back and have it pull around. This is another one. This is another one that's like, the price is through the roof on this. If you can find one, they're going to cost you like $1,200 in the box for this, for this Sears exclusive. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those for sale at a toy show. I don't know if I've ever seen... It would have to be the boxed version, because otherwise loose, it's just, it's just those two vehicles. So really what you're paying for is, is the box. The, the Vamp was based on a, a Lamborghini Cheetah. That was, that was the prototype that, that the Army was, the Army was taking a look at. It, um, it's very sleek. Very sleek looking vehicle. I have one of these. I, I have it over on the shelf, and when I was, when I was checking it out, I noticed that Clutch has broken thumbs. That is, that's a problem that plagued the first series of G.I. Joe. Almost all the ones, all the ones I have with a straight arm have at least one broken thumb. They were, they were so rigid that it's, it's pretty risky nowadays to even try to put a weapon in their hand if you have it. Most of the ones that... That I have with the available thumb. I I just have the weapon sitting at the... At the ground next to them. I don't want to risk... I don't want to risk snapping those thumbs. So, there you have it. We have gone over the entirety of Series 1 G.I. Joes. And you have... You got a lot, a lot of good stuff there. This was... This was right from the start. One of the greatest action figure lines of all time. If they just... If they just stopped right there. If they just stopped... On Series 1, you're still talking like top 2 or 3 or 4 action figure lines of all time. You have iconic characters like Snake Eyes, Hawk, Scarlet, all these cool guys, Stalker. Then you have super iconic vehicles like the Vamp or the Ram or the Jump. These are, these are things that you could show somebody and they would be right off the bat able to tell you, that's a G.I. Joe, that's from G.I. Joe, so... I hope that, I hope that you enjoyed this, I hope that you thought it was so fun, let me know if you would like me to continue on, I am more than happy to go into Season 2, Series 2, Series 3, and beyond to do, to do a literal from Ace to Zartan, I love these toys, so hit me up on Twitter, at IcyRobots, I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S, or on Facebook, that's facebook.com backslash icyrobots, spelled the same way, Instagram, at IC Robots. Hit me up any way that you can. Let me know if you'd like me to continue. I totally don't mind, but I want to know that you dig it, because it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, just straight-up toy talk. I know some of you guys do tune in for the straight-up toy talk. I know some, some tune in for the pop culture stuff, but ultimately, ultimately it's all pop culture. It's all, all part of our Combined culture. So let's uh, let's move into the final segment of the show. world of vintage and current
0: film and television since 2010 Shall we play a game? Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions Game over, man! It's game over! GeekFest Rants is an entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you So say we all! So say we all! Join us by listening in at iTunes, YouTube and at GeekFestRants.com Made it this far. It's time, the final segment. The IC Robots radio pop culture, slash toy news, slash other boring stuff, informational moment.
1: Alright, it is me, IC Robots, and we are back for the final segment of the show. We're gonna we're gonna end it out. I do highly recommend GeekFest Rants. You can find that over at GeekFestRants.com. You can find that at the IC Robots radio feed. If you like this show, you'll like that show. Carlos. Carlos goes in depth on a bunch of interesting topics. It's it's a lot of fun. I listen I listen every week. I listen every episode myself. I like it. I think it's cool. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it too. The the news on Toys R Us has changed even since I recorded the recorded the opening segment. It looks like it looks like the worst is where we are at right now and that the it looks like the Toys R Us that we know will be liquidating at least at least a lot of their stores as of as of right this second, there is a story floating that a Canadian toy company might be interested in buying the Canadian stores and up to, up to two to four hundred of the American stores. I, I pray that that comes true. That sounds, um, that sounds great. I feared that the, that the chain was going to shut down immediately. I was horrified that it may be that they're going to shut down at the end of the week, for example, that rumor was floated around for a long time, and at the very least, that's not, that's not happening, so we will, we'll get to say a, you know, a proper, I don't want to say goodbye, but we'll be able to, we'll be able to go down to our existing Toys R as often as we can, at least for, at least for some amount of time, I know not, I know not how long it's it's all very sad. I, I'm very bothered by this. I have been going to, I said it earlier, I've been going to my Toys R Us for, for seemingly all my life. And it's, it's hard to lose something like that. I, I am taking this as best that I can. It, um, seemed, it seemed inevitable that Toys R Us would shut down. It seems inevitable that, like, every every retailer is going to shut down except for Walmart and Target. I guess Bed Bath and Beyond always seems busy when I go over there, but the the retailers are all in a in a dangerous spot right now. The the brick and mortar retailers are all in a in a dangerous spot right now, but I don't think that I don't think it's too late to turn that around. I I think all we got to do is just do some of your shopping outside the house, man. Do some things off of Amazon or BestBuy.com. Go out there and go out there and support. And go out there and go out there and go to your Toys R Us while while you still can. This is um very very difficult to process. This whole thing is very difficult to to wrap my head around. And anything could change at any moment in the world of business. And it's not to say that things might be. They might be better by the time this airs, but they more than likely will be worse. I'm losing my train on this because there's just... There's so much to process in this. I I don't know what to say. I feel very bad about the whole thing. I feel bad for me. I feel bad for the employees of Toys R Us. I, I hear there's, there's something like 30,000, so I... I definitely feel for people who are supporting themselves by working at Toys R Us. They have it worse than me. This is, this is not a good thing at all. Toys R Us anchors the shopping center that it's in. There's a Cost Plus and an REI and like a party store. And I think there's a vacuum cleaner store in there. But the the Toys R Us is like the main store. And if, if the worst happens and it disappears, that's not good for anyone. You know, that's not good for Cost Plus. Well, Well, a lot of times, if, if 2.0 comes with us to Toys R Us, she'll always want to, she always wants to dip into Cost Plus. She likes to, she likes to look around there. She likes Toys R Us too, but she likes to, she likes to see the snacks that are in Cost Plus. And I bet there's a lot of people like that too. I bet there's a lot of people that go to Cost Plus, Toys R Us at the same time. And, you know, they go to the both stores while they're over there. I like Cost Plus. I enjoy going in there. They have a lot of, um, a lot of interesting candies and snacks and stuff. We... We haven't done it as much recently because, you know, I'm on the sugar embargo, so I don't, I try not to tempt myself. That's the, that's the key to maintaining an embargo. Don't, don't tempt yourself. Just stay away from whatever it is that, uh, that tempts you. We've also switched breads recently. We're trying to eat, trying to eat better quality of bread. We're up on the level of that, um, that, like, weedy bread that has, like, nuts in it and, like, Nuts on the crust. I don't know. It's all right. You get used to it. You get used to like biting into a, uh, biting into a bean when you're eating, eating your sandwich. I guess it's all good in the long run. White, white bread has a lot of, uh, a lot of sugars in it, dude. Sugar embargo. What else is, what else is going on? I, I just, I, I'm having such a hard time processing this, this Toys R Us stuff. We, we went over there on Monday, like we usually do, I plan on going tomorrow night as well, just to just to look around, we got a lot of pictures while I was in there, I'm always taking pictures of Toys R Us, I have I have like years and years of Toys R Us pictures saved up, I I I don't feel weak in that department, but I want to get I want to get as many as as I can, while I was over there I bought a I bought a Hot Wheel of of Ray's Speeder, I have it I have it here on the station. Let me, let me grab it. Can you hear me? I I should have had it already, and I apologize for not. It's a little Hot Wheel of her, her speeder, her Jaku speeder. It's cool because they, they have a little molded ray on it. You know, they have a, like a small ray figurine racing it. It's cool. The details are, the details are pretty high quality. You can see the little, little bag she has on the side where she, where she holds the junk that she's collecting through the day. And... There's her staff. You can see her famous staff. It has a stand, a um like a an acrylic stand, a clear stand, and one of the one of the neat features of the stand is you can stick it on your finger. It has like a finger hole, so you can wear it like a ring and make Ray like fly around on her speeder. I'm actually I'm actually doing it right now. It's it's kind of fun. It also makes it makes it good to to display. Like you can see the you can see the speeder in flight as opposed to just kind of like Having to lay it on its side, I think that I paid four dollars for this, not very much. I I looked around. I wanted to get something, but I just wasn't seeing anything that that was catching my eye. I saw a Black Panther two pack of of Marvel Legends. It had his it had his sister Suri as the Black Panther. It was a really great design. Her neck looked a little long, and in the two pack was uh, Claw, the the bad guy, but his his Marvel outfit, the the pink and purple one with the with the radar dish looking gun for a hand. It was it was cool and I I did want Surrey, but I didn't want them both. And it was like 40 bucks. This is this is the first time I've seen it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's new or if they've had it like hidden around somewhere. When I found it, I found two of them, and I found it out of place. It was over it was over near the Playmobil. So I wonder. I wonder if somebody had him stashed over there, or what, I don't know, it's a nice set, the, the claw is pretty accurate looking as well, I, I, like the, the Suri though, she has like, she has like fur on her shoulders, it's, it's a nice character design, I understand that she's been, been the Black Panther in the comics, I'm not like, the biggest Black Panther comic reader, I've never, I've never read a individual series of his but I've read a few things where he's been where he's been a a team member like Avengers Avengers stuff and I have read him in like various crossover events I'm familiar but I'm not like overly familiar with a lot of the a lot of the side characters I was aware that like he had a sister and stuff I I did read a few issues of the of the recent relaunch of the Black Panther. I think I got through the first three. But it wasn't. It wasn't grabbing me. I don't know why. I've heard that. for a lot of people really, really, really like it. And I don't know. It didn't really grab my attention. But the movie was dope. Wakanda forever. What else did we. What else did we see when we were over there? My wife. My wife is taking a look at the Barbie. Barbie stuff. She likes Barbie clothes. They have the biggest Barbie selection. That's another thing. With the, with the Toys R Us issues, I, I don't know where Barbie is gonna pick up the kind of space that they have at Toys R Us. They have, they have some space dedicated over at the Target and stuff, but at, at Toys R Us, they have, like, a ton of, like, individual outfits. My wife is, she's always going on and on about how many fun Barbie outfits there are over there. This is, this is like her newest obsession, and it's kind of fun to see her... Going, going crazy for, like, um, action figure accessories. This is cool, too. For her birthday, I got her a, um, a, a vintage Barbie. It's like a, uh, it's like a size Barbie. She was telling me how, when she was a kid, she had a couple of Barbies. She had Day and Night Barbie, and then she had this Jazzer size Barbie. And I, I bought her the Day or Night Barbie recently. I got that on eBay. It was, it wasn't too expensive. It was about what you would expect for a carded like a carded figure from the '80s, and the the jazzer size Barbie is kind of dope because it comes with a uh, with a Barbie Walkman. She has like this pink cassette Walkman. What a uh, what an awesome accessory! I want to bust it out and give it to one of my give it to one of my Marvel Legends. Give it to Dazzler. She could roller skate around listening to this Walkman. But man, there is so much space dedicated to Barbie. There is so much space dedicated to board games and all these other. All these other sort of toys that I just... I don't know where they're going to pick up the space with these... With these Toys R Us problems. This is such a bad... Such a bad thing for the toy. Toy industry overall. I also... I got a... I got a Star Wars Black Cassian Andor. But I got this at Walmart. We were at Walmart. We're looking for... Looking for a new TV. And we were over there checking some out. And this was on clearance. This is the... The smaller size ones, not the, not the, not the big, big Star Wars black. These are the, the three and three quarter inch ones. I like these. I don't have any. This is the first one I got. He was only four bucks, so I was happy to pick him up. This is the Cassian Andor that I like where he's wearing his leather jacket and his, and his green pants. He has, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven, seven seven articulations, nine articulations, and he has, he has uh, three guns. I haven't, I haven't taken him out yet to check him out. When I, when I do, I will let you know, but he looks really great. I'm gonna put him up there with my, with my gin Ursos and stuff. What else? What else is going on? I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot aside from this, aside from this Toys R Us stuff. This is, this is the overwhelming story of the overwhelming story of right now. I I don't know what else there is we could talk about. That that's not that. I'm I'm trying to go around to the other Toys R Us in our area. The one in the one in San Rafael. We're gonna try to go there this weekend just to just to see what's up. As I understand it, that one was that was already slated to be closed no matter no matter what happens when they when they did that deal where they where they shut down 200 stores recently that was that was one of them that got got the axe we haven't gone over there since i i wonder if they have like things on liquidation prices that's always that's always interesting and you know it's something that you can can benefit from in in the sadness so we're going to dip over there just to Just to give that one a formal goodbye. We've been there quite a bit. Anytime we go... Anytime we go to the city, we stop there on the way. It's a nice place to, you know, use the restroom. There is a Starbucks in the... In the shopping center and the family... The family likes the Starbucks. I, myself, I don't. I think their... I think their coffee tastes burnt. I think that every... Every cup I get there just has this... Has this burnt flavor. I don't know. I... I get my coffee at home, for the most part. I use I use Pete's Pete's beans, if if, if that uh, if that matters. I don't I don't think it does. Usually, I I make myself six like up to six cups in the pot, and I'll put seven scoops. I I like it a bit strong. I don't I don't know. Um, what else? I've been sick. I've had that. I've had that earth flu, so I haven't been out to haven't been out to the flea market or to the dig in in like a couple weeks which is which is super weird and it's it's raining down there on earth as i as i speak so i'm not even sure if there's going to be a flea market this weekend the the one in sebastopol is on dirt and when it rains it muds up like it's like deadwood it's like deadwood on hbo and uh a lot of people don't want to want to slog through that. So a lot of times, if it's if it's wet, the vendors stay home. But the the Mojo sales down at the vets building, that's on that's on blacktop. So maybe there'll be that. I hope there'll be that. I I need to go. I need to get my my flea market shopping in. I I don't know, man. After after a while of not doing that, it it feels kind of it feels kind of odd. I I was also. I was reading more about, about Tab Cola.
0: Tab Cola has a beautiful taste. So good for beautiful people.
1: such a good jingle, and every time I hear it, I, I want some tab, I did some research into, into the tab that's out now, not a lot of research, I just, I just went out there and looked at some stuff, basically, you can get, like, you can get, like, a 12-pack sent to your house for, for, like, 15 bucks, I think that, I think that I might do that, but I've read that they, they've completely changed the, the formula, so it won't have that, won't have that weird, that weird aftertaste, I guess, I guess I'm just getting it to, to be able to check out the can, and to drink from, to drink from a Tab can, and there are, there are like worse ways to spend your money, I guess, I don't know, have, have any of, of you guys tried the, the new Tab, the Tab relaunch, I, I haven't heard, I haven't heard much, but Tab doesn't have, doesn't have the same kind of audience that, like, um, like Crystal Pepsi Crystal Pepsi has, I guess. Um I think we're I think we're about at the end. I think we're nearing the the end of the uh the good old episode. We're going to be back next week with I think we're going to do volume 2 of the ghostly tome where I talk about D&D spells. I think that I think that might be fun. I Had a good time doing the first one and it got a got a pretty good response. No no negativity which is always good so take a uh, take some time if you got it and go leave us an iTunes review if you if you leave us one I'll I'll read it I wasn't able to check this week unfortunately all this all this Toys R Us business is just uh it's hard man it's uh making me insane in the membrane you know I I got to try to keep my mind occupied with other things or else or else my head might fall off did you did you hear, a uh, a moon rat right before the, uh, the tab commercial? I, I've been hearing them around again lately, and I, I am not down with that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, so, I hope, I hope that wasn't one. Hope that wasn't one. So we'll be back next week, Ghostly Tome. We'll talk about something. We'll talk about, like, magic missiles. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. This is me, I see Robots. Signing off the Toys R Us report for Now and Forever, episode 148. This is From Ace to Zartan, volume 1.5. The vehicles, this is me, Icy robot. signing off for Engineer Emily, the ensign over in Pod B, Iceberg. He's around here somewhere. Until next time, if you don't know, now you know. Oh, snap, it's a moon rat. Take that, that, that. Whew, dang, that was too close for comfort. See you guys next week.
0: Come on! Everybody love everybody! Star Trek
1: Deep Space Nine Saturday night at 8 on KFTY Television North of the Gate
0: This has been IC Robots Radio production. IC Robots Radio is a listener supported in day hour. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.